0: What's up guys, welcome to the Short-Term Rental Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Worden. I'm a 26-year-old, seven-figure short-term rental business operator, and let's get to it. This is the first episode of the podcast in this format. Previously, it was the Jeremy Worden Podcast, but we're niching in, guys. I've been listening to you, hearing what you want to hear about, and that is short-term rentals. Whether it's my Airbnbs, my boats, my glamping, campers, That's what you guys want to know. You want tangible tips and advice to help you grow your business, take it to the next level, whether you're starting from scratch or whether you're already full-time. So that's what we're going to do. I want you guys to know that you can expect from me that I'm going to give you guys my all, that you are going to be learning a ton about short-term rentals, whether that be how to start again from scratch or grow your business from millions to multi-millions. I want you guys to learn from my personal trials and tribulations, as well as other experts in the field. I want you guys to get tangible tips and hear motivating stories. We're gonna bring each other up and be amongst each one another along for this ride for not only the short, but the long-term. So, what is this show about? Becoming a short-term rental pro. Whether it's Airbnb or other creative short-term rental businesses, it's about helping you succeed Today and into the future, whether you have a lot of money or a little, it is about discussing, comparing, contrasting the various Airbnb and short-term rental strategies. You know, with Airbnb, you can buy properties. You can rent properties from landlords. You can manage properties from homeowners. You can do boutique hotels. And you can even do glamping properties or resorts. There's also other short-term rental businesses. There's Turo, which is car rentals. There is boat rentals. I have seven boats that I rent out. And there are camper rentals. I have an Airstream camper I rent out. I actually don't let guests move it. I have it stay there stationary, but I have friends in my space, peer that actually rent out camper vans and have made a ton of money and have reached freedom through van rentals. So what we're going to really do is think about how to quantitatively qualitatively analyze deal opportunities. That's something that's very important for me early on when I was getting started, every single deal and thing I had to do, whether it be a new business, a new property had to be incredibly well thought out. And I had to be precise with my projections and execution. So we're going to think about short-term businesses, the long-term investing. Ultimately guys, we're in this for the long haul. If you're listening right now, you don't want to retire when you're 75 years old. You don't want to have to bank off that 401k. You want an alternative. You're just like me. You couldn't sit in your desk from nine to five all day, every day, and just look at the clock and wait for that freedom when you have gray hair. You want it now. So if that's you, you're tuned into the right place. You're tuned into a place where we're getting out of that nine to five grind and creating ventures and lifestyle that give us time and location freedom. What is the format for this podcast? Well, I will do solo episodes on specific topics that you guys request. And it could be anything, shoot me a DM on Instagram, go to my profile at Jeremy Worden, send me a message. If you give a topic request, I'll at some point go deep. So we'll do solo pods on topics you guys request, and then I'm gonna do interviews, with thought leaders and experts in this space. This might be Airbnb hosts, service providers, other folk doing different types of short-term rental businesses. And I'm going to have conversations with interesting people who are action takers and who have perspectives that will be valuable to you. So about me, who am I? What is my background? Well, I am a full-time short-term rental investor. I'm 26 years old. I started my short-term rental businesses at 23. Within a year, I was able to quit my job. And then within three years, I was able to grow my annual revenue to over a million dollars. I have 25 Airbnb listings that pull in over a million a year. I have seven boats and one camper. I'm continually adding to my portfolio looking at new opportunities, new VIP, new business ventures. And I'm going to discuss everything I'm doing with you guys. So you can stay up to me and my growth in real time. And that is going to contribute and help facilitate your growth as well. What is my story and my background? How did I get to where I am today? And for those of you guys watching on YouTube, I'm in New York City at a recording studio, I've got my producer Wolf in the house, total beast, check him out. He's a stud. So. What's my background? Who am I? I was born in New Jersey. Uh, I was initially a Jersey boy born in Trenton. And then I moved to North Carolina when I was almost nine years old. So I grew up in North Carolina, grew up loving sports, loving basketball. I went to the University of North Carolina where I was on the junior varsity basketball team. So really for most of my life, basketball was my passion. That was pretty much the only thing I cared about. I'm extremely appreciative and grateful to my parents that they let me put my passions first. I did have to work growing up. I had a landscaping business. I babysat because they, they didn't give me money. I had to make money myself. But in terms of, you know, eating and the necessities in life and support driving to practices and games and stuff like that, huge props to my parents. Uh, but in college, I went to the University of North Carolina, played on the junior varsity. Basketball team, where my goal was to make that varsity team really make it to that next level. I dedicated myself to my craft, and it did not work out for me. Uh, unfortunately, my peers were better, more athletic, and they made it. A couple of them made it, whereas I did not. So when I knew I wasn't going to make the team, and really my my life's goal and ambition up until that point was not going to play out the way I wanted it to, I needed a new goal, dream aspiration, you know, that's the way I am. I need a passion. I need a purpose. So for me, you know, first things first, I was like, all right, I need to get a good job. You know, I need to get a good internship. at the time I actually had pretty decent grades. I was studying computer science. I thought on paper, I would have actually been a good applicant for a lot of different roles at different tech companies. I was totally wrong. I got rejected for every internship. I applied to, I even actually got rejected for the company. My dad had worked for the entirety of my life. Literally, since I was a baby, my dad had worked for a tech company. I thought, again, I thought I was qualified. I did not get the internship. I did not get the other ones either. I literally was stuck that summer without an internship. So I had to start reaching out, uh, looking for different things to do. And this kind of initially put me down my path to entrepreneurship. Uh, I went to San Francisco where I worked, you know, with a program there, helped them do like kind of marketing, video editing services. At the same time, I was starting a digital kind of like, I was, you know, I had a computer science background. I had friends who were graphic designers, so partnered with them to start an agency called Darkroom. We actually built an internal tool software that failed. That was like our first thing we built company called syllabi. It was a digital syllabus application that failed. So I was kind of, you know, working on a business here while also trying to help out another business. So really just trying to get involved in like kind of that entrepreneurial world, not even by, by choice, but rather by necessity. I didn't get any internship. Like I, I didn't have basketball anymore. I needed to do something. So tried my own business failed. We had clients that, that we would help out started experiencing what real business was like working with actual companies, which was really cool. Definitely hard at first. We had no track record, no credibility, but we were able to eventually start proving ourselves and gaining real clients. A year later, it was actually, we were, Darkroom was a legit business, Uh, by my senior, again, my junior year of college. I gave myself to that business and at the end of the year was going to actually move in with my co-founders and really go at it full time. But essentially, that did not did not work out, not to get too much into it. But there were four of us, I had a vision for the company and and the way we should go. The other three had a different vision. I was outranked. So I left, I ended up doing freelance on my own. I was like, at this time, I was really hurt. And I was like, I got to do my own business. I had no money, no resources. So I started working on my own for, for clients again. And actually had decent success. Had a couple, you know, at the time for me, bigger projects, worked for a lumber company out of Atlanta and rebuilt their website, made a little bit of money. Good for again, senior year in college. And actually one of my clients was a finance startup in New York and I joined full time. So I thought I was really excited working for a cool startup, learning about investing, which to me, I never really knew much about investing. Like obviously as kids, I played with stocks a little bit, but like not with serious money and honestly was not very good at it. So this was really working for this. I didn't, I didn't go to school for finance, so I actually had no finance training. But working for this private equity startup was my finance 101. I uh, was blessed to work alongside very, very bright people who are thought leaders in the investing field in private equity. I learned about leveraged buyouts, how all these Pioneers had made so much money in the last 30 years utilizing leverage. And it was a really, really great experience. And I learned a lot, however, in 2020, so I graduated school in May of 2019. And then in 2020, the world changed. COVID hit the startup that I worked at. We were facing challenges, raising more funding. Uh, for those of you guys know that time, a lot of people's outlook on things were just bleak. And needed to conserve cash. So I was one of the only salaried employees at the time. And I got a text one day that my salary would need to be cut immediately. And this, this was a gut punch for me. This was a realization that I needed to do my own thing. Like no more, no more doing things for other people where they have the say, they have the control. They are the ones who are really in in power over my happiness and my financial freedom and destiny. So I didn't even care at the time what business I was going to do. I just needed to do a business. So reached out to some of the former clients I had had started doing some more freelance web, web projects. And I was watching the Ozarks. I was really at the time I had a lot of time, this was, you know, March of 2020. I was watching Ozarks and I saw some ep- you know, if you guys know the Ozarks is a TV show taking place in a rural lake in Missouri, or Missouri, if any of y'all from Missouri. That's what they call it there. And the lake, this guy Marty Bird, has to start businesses in order to funnel money for the Mexican drug cartel. So that part of the show wasn't what intrigued me, but the part of just doing business at this lake. I lived in North Carolina, so I moved from New York back home with my parents to North Carolina when my salary got cut. And the lake that I had grown up going to a lot looked very similar to the lake in the Ozarks. So that got my head thinking like, what business could I start at this lake? And the idea that came to mind was a boat rental company. I, I felt that, you know, there was demand. We had wanted to rent boats before there and not been able to. And just off a whim, bought a pontoon boat. Started renting it out, bought it for 5,600 bucks and started renting it. A lot of times folk who were renting the boats either owned lake houses or were buying them and got into conversations with them about helping them with rentals for their properties. And literally just through talking to customers, talking to people, building connection, building relationships, I would take, take people out for beers. You know, I would, I would, I would actually meet them in person and they would trust me, say, hand me the keys and say, you got, you got this. You can do the. You can be our rental guy. At the time, honestly, it was like more Verbo, like you can be our Verbo guy. Later, honestly, I kind of really dove into Airbnb. So I started by leveraging other people's properties, renting them out. And I was, eye opened by holy crap. These properties are making a lot of money. Jeez Louise. And as a co-host property manager, you get a percent of that money, which is cool. You know, great 20%, but you don't get, you know, you don't get the same benefits as owning. And for me, like my goal was like, I got to own, I want to own real estate. I don't want to rent real estate. I don't want to manage. I want to own. So really in 2020 started trying to figure out ways to start going out and buy properties. And what I figured was like, Hey, I don't have the cash. You know, I put all my money into boats. So I started with that one fifty, dollars boat. By the end of the summer, I had three. I literally reinvested all my cash into boats. Uh, I bought two more and then I was managing other people's properties to make additional cash. So I needed to raise money from people and I needed to have banks give us financing. So I had to be very creative about how to raise money, how to buy real estate, which again, my background from that year before working within an investing company, an investment company that was, you know, raising money, that was super valuable. So guys, like what you're doing today, develop skills that are going to help you in the future. So my previous experiences and, you know, have, have really helped help drive the knowledge I have and the business that I have today. So started buying properties. In addition, I would rent properties from landlords and re-rent them. This is known as Airbnb arbitrage. The benefit of that is it's a much lesser cash investment than buying. You can put a lot of the expenses just on a credit card. You don't have to pay a mortgage. You don't have to pay a down payment on a home. You just need to pay that deposit, pay that first month's rent, and then a lot of times, again, you can put that furniture on a credit card, which is what I did. So really got into buying Airbnbs, co-hosting Airbnbs, arbitraging them. And I got into glamping, which is high-end camping. I bought and renovated an Airstream camper, put that up on Airbnb. So today, uh, I now have a 25-listing Airbnb portfolio. This is composed of proper, about, or eight properties that I am a co-owner of. The rest are arbitrage co-hosting and glamping. And I also have grown the boat business to seven boats. The boats are now only on a lake that we have houses. We did expand the boat business to two lakes, but I decided to actually focus on the Airbnbs and growing that and consolidate our boat operation to the place that we are, have a lot of houses. So all this being said, have grown this business in the last three years, have partnered with other people raised money from them in addition to, you know, shared skill sets in order to really take this thing to the level we have taken it. And I'm going to continue to take things to the next level in the future. So super stoked to have you guys along with me for this ride. What I think is very important is to just tell you guys, what is my purpose? You know, what's my, what's my purpose in life? You know, guys, we're all here. We're on the earth at the same time which if you think about it, it's pretty crazy. Like, you know, the Earth's been around for billions of years, or millions, I'm not sure, honestly, but the universe has been around for, I don't know, tens of billions of years, and we're on this Earth together right now. So I'm kind of under the belief that, you know, if you got one life, you gotta, you gotta give it your all. You know, there's, there's no reason to kind of be stuck in the system, stuck at your desk. Like, you gotta create your own destiny, so my goal is to empower you guys to change your life. Like I've taken that first step and I've been blessed to have seen success so far. And don't get me wrong. There's going to be trials and tribulations moving forward, but I think you guys, you guys don't want to live, you know, the life that, that you have no control over. Like you want to, you want to go on the road less traveled. So my purpose is to give you guys the knowledge and resources that, that you can to succeed. I'm a big believer in financial literacy. I think, you know, the U.S. is a capitalist country. You know, you hate it, you love it, it's it's the it's the case. You know, I, before my time, before your time, that's how they built the system. And, you know, you can argue about the pros and cons of of everything all you want, but, you know, I think our country has lasted several hundred years relative to some other countries in the world that have had a lot of issues. You know, we're in a decent spot and you're in a spot to, create your own destiny within the framework of the country and and the capitalist society we have. So, but what don't they do when you're young in school? They don't teach you financial literacy. I never had a financial literacy class. I don't know if any of you guys listening, Wolf, did you ever have a financial literacy class? Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy because we live in a capitalist country. Like we live in a very specific system. Why aren't there the tools and resources instilled in you at a young age to succeed in the system that we're currently in? So. That's my point to you guys is just give you the tools and resources to succeed. That's, that's my, my ambition. That's my purpose. That's why I'm here. If you guys are going to take anything away from this, I want it to be tangible, tangible knowledge, tangible tips and motivation to get the job done. So my goals for the future is bring you guys along for the ride and having us come up together. We're all on the come up. Stay tuned. I'm going to be posting once a week. You know, I'm going to be consistent with this. So you guys can count on me, hold me accountable, but I'm going to be a reliable source of information for how to grow a short-term rental business. And guys, I want to get into why short-term rentals, why I believe short-term rental businesses are the best type of businesses to start. There's obviously, you know, there's drop shipping, there's all these other things. But to me, like invest in the tangible. That's something like, you know, I've 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 said for years, I've been consistent with this. Back in 2020, there was all the hype with crypto. You know, everybody was making all this money with crypto. They didn't even know what they were making money with. Real estate and short-term rentals are tangible things. You know, they're they're consistent. You are creating experiences, real world life experiences for people. You know, drop shipping, sure. You're you're giving products to people, you're finding little arbitrages online. I I haven't done it myself, so I can't speak to it. And I've, I've heard that that's gotten a lot more difficult from other people, but short-term rentals, you are creating real life experiences, whether that's Airbnb furnished rentals, whether that be boat rentals, camper rentals, whatever it is, you are provide people pay for experiences and that's only going to increase over time. You know, people, people want connection and what better way to connect than to rent a house with 10 of their friends and enjoy life together. People really, really want Instagrammable experiences, things that they can take photos of. So again, boats, you're out on the boat with your family, snap some photos. That's lifelong memories, Airbnb experiences. You know, you're staying at a cool property that's really unique and you're there with your loved ones. They're snapping photos, you know, that is, that is a lifelong memory. So that's what we're tapping into. You know, that's really the only, the only business where we are essentially creating happiness and lifelong memories for people. And obviously that's like a qualitative thing, you know, but think about that. That's really neat. You know, if you can start a business that is creating happiness for people, to me, that's, that's amazing. As for the economic benefits to starting a short-term rental business, they are there. The main thing being predictable monthly cash flow. You underwrite these properties, you, whether you're doing co-hosting, arbitrage, buying, like you can get into an opportunity and have a pretty good idea, if you know how to run your numbers the right way, way, of how much cash it's gonna put in your pocket each month. Then, obviously, I don't wanna take away the importance of executing, because execution is, is key. You have to actually, you know, it's not just because you, you put a pen on a paper and and wrote down that it's going to make money that actually happens. Again, you're providing these real life tangible experiences. You're having guests who love you, love your properties, love what you have to offer. And are giving you five-star reviews. So others are now going to trust you and see you as a reliable source to park their dollar. So, the money is great. It's predictable cash flow. If you're going to buy properties, there's huge, huge tax advantages, huge appreciation advantages to buying. But if you're getting into an Airbnb strategy like arbitrage, it's predictable monthly cash flow. So for me, for context, pre-COVID, I was making 3,500 a month. It was a startup. I got equity, so I, I definitely sacrificed how much I was making in turn for like, I believe this business can like grow and be a really interesting big business. So that was my calculus at the time. But then my salary got cut to $2,500. I bought a boat that first week for 5,600 bucks and rented it out. So rented out that first week. So bought it for 5,600. Then I rented it out that first week for $2,000. So for me, I was like, and I, and I, you know, I dropped, I helped drop the keys. At that time, I did a little bit of orientation. Like I showed the folk how to use the boat and then I left, I just left, I went home and I was like, holy crap. I pre- I just made $2,000, which is as much as I make in a month by literally just dropping keys and showing the folk how to use the boat. To be frank, they didn't even, I don't even think they, it was March. So it was kind of cold. So I don't even think they used it that much, but to me that was mind boggling and that's, that's, that's the nature of this business. You know, I rent properties for fifteen hundred that make forty five hundred dollars a month in revenue. That's you know after expenses, two thousand dollars a month of cash flow, and it's properties where I haven't been there in seven months. I was there, I set it up. Now we have a cleaner. Now we have a handyman. I don't actually know because that's that's an arbitrage property. So the the homeowner, a lot of times the landlord, does a lot of the maintenance items. So it's crazy. I just set up the property. I ran the numbers. I, I made it look nice. Our design is really, really good. So I set it up and now it just makes me $2,000 a month cash in my pocket. I don't really have to do that much for it. You know, every once in a while, something happens. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to make everything appear like total sunshine and rainbows, but really for the most part, I don't really do all that much. It just puts cash in my pocket. And again, I have 25 listings now. So, and seven boats. So, I have 32 assets that literally just put, you know, again, shit happens. I'm sure more shit will happen, but for the most part, their jobs are just putting cash into my pocket. And my job is to create the teams, the systems, the processes for enjoying that our customer, ensuring that our customers, the ones who are paying this premium for this turnkey experience, are having a great time. And they're leaving us five-star reviews. If something happens, let's say there's some sort of damage, you know, we have processes to deal with that. If, you know, some sort of issue happens with a neighbor or something, you know, we deal with it. Like we just, we deal with things, you know, that's, that's what we've built out the infrastructure to optimize our pricing, optimize our guest communication, our maintenance. And then when shit happens, take care of it. So crazy business in that case where you can do it from anywhere. You know, right now I'm in New York city. None of my properties are in New York city. My girlfriend is in New York city, which is the reason I live here. So you can do it. It's a business you can do from anywhere in the world. I have my laptop on my lap right now uh, because this table is too low and I can't see my notes, but I could be halfway around the world. I can be in Bali. I could just, all I got to do is, you know, have my phone available in case something happens where, which honestly it it doesn't happen all that often. But that being said, this is short-term rental businesses Mm -hmm. are ones that give you location freedom, which is something that's super important. If you do it right, you're not locked down to a specific geographic area. So I've, you know, in the last, just tell you guys about where I've been in the last since I'll just, I'll, I'll start from, October of 2021, October, set up a property in Florida, had it finished, uh, right before Christmas. It was a pretty extensive renovation. It was uh, one of our Florida houses with a pool, really beautiful. So did that property left. And then I was actually going to go to France with my girlfriend for the next few weeks in January, but then actually she had an ACL issue. So wow. I didn't do that. Uh, traveled though, the next couple of months before doing another property actually two more properties, one in the Smoky Mountains, and one again in Florida. Also at that time, set up a, two arbitrage properties. So it was really setting up properties even before that, but up until May. And then in May, I was like, you know what? I don't want to, buying properties is like pretty extensive, you know, the renovation, stuff like that. I want to take a chill pill on buying and just focus on arbitrage. Did that for a few months, added more portfolio properties. And then in November, bought another one. I actually bought the property wall in Paris, France. So I ended up going on that France trip. I ended up going to Montreal. I learned French, which was like one of my goals. You know, I, I am trying to, from a cultural perspective, you know, connect with new people and new places and learn languages. Learning languages is a great way of doing that. So spent a lot of time in these foreign countries. And was even able to figure out, have created a process for buying a property remotely and setting it up, which is really cool. Because that three years ago, I would have thought there's no way in hell I'm going to close on a property from Paris, France and renovate and set it up. I would have just thought that was absolutely in inhumane or just unrealistic, but it happened. So that's where I've been. I've been traveling, setting up properties Uh, this year, have set up several more Arbitrage properties were in April. So I've already set up several more. I'm going to buy another property soon. Uh, we're gearing up for the high season right now. I generally don't grow the portfolio as much during the peak season of the year, just because, you know, things are busy and this is when we really, really make majority of our money. So have been doing that. And then also have built a software BNB calc to help myself initially run the numbers on deals. So guys, I think I said this early on, it's just like every opportunity or deal you do, you wanna be precise with your analysis. The way, the old way of doing things sucked for me, which was Excel spreadsheets, which was just very, very hands-on, slow. And I knew there must be a better way to underwrite Airbnb deals. So shout out Parker, my college buddy. We partnered together and we built a innovative software that makes it as quick and easy as possible to run the numbers on Airbnb properties. So we got that up and running, I think, in August. So, guys, I told you guys I took a little chill pill on buying and setting up properties. What I do at that time, when I say chill pill, I mean I made it so my virtual assistants could handle everything with the houses. So, again, I've been here talking for two hours. I have not responded to a single guest message or anything like that. My virtual assistants cover that. They cover ordering supplies. They cover putting in maintenance requests. They just deal with the things that, you know, I don't need to be dealing with. So when I did that, I was like, now I can, now I can build a software company. I can travel while building a software company. So again, really the freedom component, I'm not trying to under, under stress the freedom component of short-term rentals, location, freedom, financial freedom. So software company, BNB Calc, I talk about it a lot. Check it out. Easiest way to run the numbers on properties at scale which is super important. If you're getting into the game, making sure that you have all the revenue and expense variables as known variables versus like, you know, I don't know what's, what's going on here. It's about the brass tax guys. It's about, it's about the dineros. So I built software. Uh, I've been growing the portfolio. I actually have, I do have a coaching program where I work with very select folk and help them accomplish their goals. That's really the purpose of the program is helping folk accomplish their goals using short-term rentals. And again, that financial freedom, that time, freedom, getting that through short-term rentals. And we've had so much, I mean, great success so far. We were actually on a, one of our mentorship calls yesterday. I think there were eight of us on the call and you know, we have variety of calls and two folk were on the call, literally assembling furniture at their new properties and three of the other folk had listed properties in the last two weeks. And the properties, you know, were doing well. They they shared their success so far with the amount of bookings and how much cash flow they they project in the first few months. And then someone else had had another listing from like a couple of weeks before. So it was just crazy being like, wow, this is actually a community of action takers, which is awesome. That's who I want to be working with. I, that's who I want to be talking to is people making it happen. And we did an in-person mastermind too about four or five, four weeks ago, which was awesome. Love meeting people in person. I hope some of you guys listening here, I hope to connect with you virtually and in person, that would be awesome. That's where I I think real meaningful lifelong connection happens. Uh, actually during that mastermind, I was going through kind of a a little bit of a tougher time. My dad was going to have a heart procedure that upcoming week. And like my dad, to be frank, that dude's my rock. Like that dude grinds. He's super, like super supportive, great listener. He's my absolute rock. Like I'm, I might start crying here talking about that, but he was going to have, he's had, had heart issues. And one of, one of the folk in our mastermind is a doctor and he, you know, he knew exactly what my dad's procedure was. He knew, he knew everything about it. And he just assured me that it was going to be all right. And like, I'm going to respect and, and love that dude forever. Cause I wasn't in a good place. And like, again, that's just the value to me of like in-person real connection. And I hope some of you guys listening to this, this is only the start, but I hope we have that connection and I hope we help each other grow and become the best versions of ourselves from a business, from a short-term rental standpoint, but from a human standpoint, I know this has been a lot and I appreciate y'all being locked in with me still, but for this podcast, you know, you're going to get tangible tips, tangible advice, talk to real people who are building short-term rental businesses, as well as have real lives things to share, personal stories that might help motivate you and might help you take your journey to the next level. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Again, this is the STR Pro Podcast, no longer the Jeremy Warden Podcast, We're we're going all in on short-term rentals and y'all should stay tuned and go all in on short-term rentals with us. Super excited for this and super excited for you guys to be along for the ride. Stay tuned for next time.